0: 44 of Talkin' Jacks. Uh, We are nearing the 50 episode mark. We will uh, try to plan something special for when that happens. But I am joined, as I always am, and have been for probably 43 of these episodes, uh, by my co-host Benjamin Gosshorn. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Um,
1: It's been a good day. It's been, I'll admit, it's been less of a soccer day than yesterday, which... I normally wouldn't admit it's a good thing, but... Yeah. It was a
0: lot of soccer yesterday. Oh, my God. Yesterday was probably peak soccer day for yeah. USL fans. Because... Yeah. Especially on the East Coast. hmm Because we could get up... You know, if you got up at 3 a.m. to watch France-Australia, you have a problem. Because that... That was, I mean, I woke up at 6 a.m. and regretted it. Yeah. If you woke up at 3 a.m. to watch that, like, speak to a doctor.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. But they're, no, they're... yesterday was peak soccer day. I watched five games, mm. uh, including the best one, the Charlotte Independence.
1: Yes. Which is why we're here, I suppose. Um, Yeah, it was... Uh... There's a lot of build-up to this game. It was uh, Southern Derby of course, um, first game of that of, of always. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then of course there was the the rumors of a sellout and the expanded sportsplex seating. Yeah, um, I don't know
0: how they calculate a new sellout right now because it's still it's like halfway complete. The, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think there was an article that said that the capacity for right now is like thirty eight hundred maybe. Hmm. But that's okay you know, I that's probably in estimation and not an exact number. Yeah. Um, but we had a, a record crowd of three thousand three hundred and twelve. So I believe yep, yep. by price is right rules I win. Yes. Um, because I was way off. I mean, I was, we were both off by more than 500. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, I was not expecting that much, but it was nice. It was, uh, it was a little more distributed than normal. Um,
0: yeah. With the upper deck seats, you can definitely spread out a little more. And I also noticed it was kind of the first time that that middle section, the VIP section was abandoned in favor of air conditioning and the balcony, uh, because uh, it's so hot uh, uh, so not as many people uh sat in that middle section and uh, so it looked a little weird good. Good it always perspective. yeah Thanks it always noticed. does yeah but it was it was awesome to have that big of a crowd there and, and to have our friends from charleston up there had a great time with them uh before the game i don't know about after the game i'm sure it was great uh I mean, but i was not I, able to attend totally all right
1: understandable all things considered um but yeah there was a there was a, a decent bit of changes with the the lineup um two specific ones i believe from the last one uh being Bilal uh in uh oh wait wait no jungle play
0: yeah
1: jungsu for kalunji and mm-hmm. uh and donnie smith for uh forgetting his name um sam vines um who
0: his streak was officially ended uh sam vines had played in every single match for the Independents leading up to that game and that streak came to an end last evening yep i thought we might see him as a sub uh because i didn't expect donnie smith to be 90 minutes fit but Mm -hmm. he was um he looked a little rusty which was expected uh, yeah, but all things considered, I thought it was nice to have him back. Uh, it was mm-hmm. he, he just adds a totally different dynamic uh, than Sam Vines getting forward. Uh, yeah, and I've talked about that a lot. I've <laughs> pretty much anytime we struggle, I talk about how when we get Donnie Smith back, we're going to have a, an added element on the left flank, uh, and it didn't really manifest too much. There was, I think, one really good cross that he put in and I can't remember if it was in the first half or the second half uh, yeah. but regardless he, the only thing that was a little odd to me is that he wasn't on set piece duty because typically he's the one well, who he does the corner kicks, free kicks pretty much does all of the deliveries uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe that's just a, get give him some time to get his touch and feel back or if foster has officially taken that duty well i guess foster and and herrera kind of shared it last night but yeah to be honest they left they, the set pieces left a lot to be desired especially when when foster was on the ball yeah especially
1: They're, the the free kicks that's yeah for
0: sure I, I, most of them didn't get past the first man uh,
1: it was uh less than that's an ideal there but one thing I was noticing that I was really, really surprised about is Donnie had almost double the amount of touches Joel
0: did. Um, well, Joel played half, so. Yeah, it's
1: true. But <laughs> it, it, I, I guess that is he it. He had 45 it. more minutes to play. Oh, yeah, Joel, okay. No, no, that does make sense. I, I, <laughs> I forgot that Joel came off at... Uh, after the first half, which I,
0: I hope is just a it's not a injury thing. I hope maybe it was just a, a tactical thing to get Jorge on the field and get some more. How do I say this nicely? Some more creativity in the midfield, because with yeah. with what are not Watson? Not, yeah, yeah. With Watson, mm-hmm. Foster, and Kevon George, there was a lot of overlap. Too much overlap. They're all, all three of them are. Foster is different, but I think Watson and Kevon are essentially trying to do the exact same thing. Uh, yeah. Which it worked okay in Atlanta because you had Jorge in front of them mm-hmm. to kind of be the uh, that link, but it, yep. it Foster that's not his game he's more of a deep line player he's a he's gonna connect passes all around the field and not necessarily in the final third all that often and so when you Mm -hmm. limit him to that just that final third role he just he, he just didn't have it he did deliver our best chance in the first half when he made a really nice overlapping run and put in a good cross that zayed was a little unlucky i think not to score on uh, but because it was a really good header, but the the keeper, yeah, was able to tip it over the bar. Um. But yeah, we uh, things were, things in the first half were just pretty stagnant. It really turned south after we gave up the goal too. We 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 started out pretty well. I don't know what it looked yeah. like from your vantage point, but from my vantage point, I thought Cato and Johnson were linking up really well on the right side. They were mm-hmm. right in front of me at the time. Uh, yeah, and I thought. We were doing some good things, we just couldn't find that final pass, and of course that trend did continue the whole night, Uh, and I don't know, it just felt like we were, everything was, our touch was just a little off the whole night, passes, shots, uh, receiving the ball, just nothing was quite sharp, which is probably a little bit due to the fact that we have played twice already. Uh, or we had played already during the week mm-hmm. um, and didn't make a whole lot of rotation. so I you know what everything just kind of changed after the goal too I, I just thought we didn't respond well to giving up the goal. Uh, mm-hmm. our everything just was at, completely out of sync because the passing just got even sloppier and the decision making wasn't great. Uh, We were trying to force the ball when, clearly, Charleston had cut out the passing lane. And so we were giving the ball away way too often uh, in that last 20-minute stretch of the first half. I thought it was some of the worst we've played this season, really. And And I think... I don't want to say we were lucky not to give up a second goal, because Charleston never really threatened to... Score a second goal, uh, but if we had not been on our toes defensively, maybe then we could have found ourselves down two or three goals before the halftime had been out of the game completely. So, what what were kind of your thoughts on the first half?
1: I I didn't think the first half was too too terribly bad. Um, I okay. thought all things considered, we disagree there.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it
1: wasn't spectacular, but considering how we've seemed to um seemed to kind of come out flat against Ch- Charleston in the in the past, um, even with letting up the goal, um, I thought we played pretty well against the counter. Um, and I may be more thinking of second half than first half, to be honest with you. But I thought we played defensively pretty darn well. I mean. Bilal and Jungsu had a fairly flawless game, I, I would say. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think this was... I don't think we played great, all things considered, but I think this was a game that neither team deserved to win. Um, I, I don't think... I think that's fair. I don't think Charleston played particularly great. Um, I think no, we frustrated the two Guerra. Um, tremendously, um, especially with as physical as we were too. I think that was maybe a a game plan or just the way the the ref was kind of. It was. I the think game. it was a
0: little bit of the way the ref called the game. And and I'll I'll be honest. I thought the referee was was excellent. He was so consistent. Really? Like yeah, I'll give you that. It, it, there were a couple of collisions in the first half that. Uh, both guys were challenging for the ball and there was a lot of just like shoulder to shoulder plays uh, and and just physical play that the referee was like, I'm not going to call fouls unless it's a blatant foul in this Mm -hmm. game. And and he kind of set the tone early. So the players were able to adjust to that. Uh, You didn't see a lot. You didn't see guys going down easy at contact because they knew the ref's not going to give a call. For, for a soft foul. You are gonna have to get really fouled to, to get a free kick. And so I think that kind of led to a little bit better flowing game. Uh it's just too bad neither team was was able to really put anything together. Because like you said, I don't think Charleston played very well either. Uh, they did connect they combined really well on the goal. Uh they mm-hmm. pulled they pulled our our defenders out of position which ultimately led to the double nutmeg goal uh which is always a little embarrassing when you get the ball passed through your legs not once but twice on the same play Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and that was just a that was a really good team goal for them not terrible defending but not great defending for us yeah Uh, it definitely
1: seemed to overcompensate a good bit there yeah i mean
0: we just got we got pulled out of position and then uh we didn't do a good job of tracking the runner in the box Mm -hmm. um it was higashi right
1: it was seems like
0: higashi has scored a lot of goals against us i know he's only been in charleston for two two seasons now uh but i'm pretty sure he scored one or two against us last year Uh, you think so
1: i i honestly don't know because i I
0: know drew he's he's been a long time coming to score a goal i don't know yeah that that was his first goal of the season i do remember drew mentioning that I, I'm pretty sure he scored at least one, if not two goals in that game that they uh, just beat the snot out of us late last season. I think it was three or four nil In Charleston. Eight. Yeah. I think yeah. he scored two of those, if I recall correctly.
1: He didn't score a goal last year. What? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. No way. It's, I, he, I, I he swear he scored on us. I, I I I feel like there's Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, well, ha- kudos regardless. To, to Drew saying that he was kind of uh, um, in line for a goal because, I mean, he was, um, and he did. So that's uh, pretty pretty exceptional for him to call that, ultimately. But I, I do think we played as a full game. Um, I'm pretty okay with how we responded,
0: especially oh, yeah. how,
1: especially with how we responded – I wouldn't even say necessarily play style, but the the way Jeffries was continually trying to change up the way we were attacking Charleston. Um, granted, we were doing a lot of um, ground passes and not necessarily some long passes, which I'm okay with because I don't think that's going to beat Charleston. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more <clears throat> through the air to take advantage of Zayed um, with having Donnie Smith and Joel in there. Um, it would have been nice to see that a little bit more. Um, really, as much as Watson didn't necessarily look a hundred percent comfortable on the far on the right side in the latter part of the game, he did pretty good. He did better than I would have expected him to.
0: I thought he was um, fine out there. It was obviously it's a step down from Joel, but yeah. maybe they wanted someone with a little bit more defensive ability um, to break up the counterattacks because that's something that Javon Watson is really good at is is making tackles uh, in transition defense. And so maybe there was a tactical decision to say, hey, okay, we're going to leave Donnie Smith out here and kind of have him be our more attacking fullback and we're going to move Watson because he could have just swapped watson for for herrera straight up and, and yeah. kept both wings so i don't know what the decision making was i would have loved to ask jeffries that question i don't know if someone did after the game uh but i would love to know that answer because that, that that was one thing that was really surprising because i that's mm-hmm. that might have been the first time joel johnson has not played for us all season uh mm-hmm. when he came off the field so, i feel like
1: that's probably correct i i can't yeah i don't think he's been subbed off i'm actually gonna pull that up right now if i can yeah. do that quickly i hope and, he's not injured
0: because sort of that would that would be very unfortunate yeah i i feel I like it i don't a remember i don't remember him being involved in a challenge or anything like that in the first half um but you know you can get hurt just walking down the street so i you know stuff happens yeah. Um I guess I, this was the second
1: time he was subbed off. Which okay. I can't think of the last time. Yeah. Maybe it was Nashville, but it was a while ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think this was a a really well coached game by Jeffries.
0: Yeah, I hats off to Coach Jeffries for bucking his normal trend. You know, he, he normally yeah. likes to give the guys who start the game you know, at least 60, 65 minutes to figure it out themselves before yeah. he makes a change. And I guess he, he saw what we saw in that whatever was happening in the first half just was not working. And so he mm-hmm. immediately brought on Herrera at halftime and then almost immediately brought on wapi uh, Yeah.
1: He used all three of his sub by the 75th minute.
0: Yeah, which, was, which is rare. I mean, to do yeah. two before the 60th minute, I can't remember the last time that happened. Uh, I, I he, don't
1: even think he did. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you'd have to go back. Definitely, he hasn't done it this year. I don't even know if he really did it last year at all. Yeah, honestly. So, um, so
0: hats off to him because it worked. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling you before, before off the air. I don't think Jorge played particularly well, but having him mm-hmm. there is another thing that Charleston's defense has to think about. And so yeah. he draws he's going to draw more defenders in the final third than Javon Watson or Kai Vosser is going to hmm I think
1: he played he didn't have a much of an impact statistically, I, but I think he provided a lot of um, uh, selfless runs and a, a lot of support yeah for I think, his, and, I think and Jake his, he just and, was and he
0: time. just wasn't able to get into a good flow like he he wasn't yeah. very accurate passing, I didn't think. A lot of his, because yeah. he does a lot of those one-touch layoffs and flicks and stuff, and they just weren't quite coming off. They were they were just not great, not very accurate. There were a couple times where he had a chance to give a guy a pass on the run, and it was behind him, which stopped mm-hmm. the counterattack. attack. Uh, but but yeah. like you said, he made a lot of selfless runs, and he came back to the ball a lot. Uh, and obviously, he's he's going to press. The defense or the, the back line of the other team, he does that consistently uh, and he does it well. I think he got a little frustrated and picked when he picked up that yellow card. I think he had just given yeah. the ball away and was trying to get it back and lunged in, you know, to the guy's shin, yeah. <laughs> which is well, very it, uncharacteristic of Jorge Herrera. He does I don't know
1: if you saw, but he had a tackle very similar to that one, I'm assuming, maybe five ish minutes before that. Um, yeah,
0: he just seemed he just seemed a little bit off, like the rest of the team did. To be honest, yeah, it, it, he was had, he was not the only one, but like we said, he just having him there, I think was just a better option than whatever what we started with, and then mm-hmm. uh, obviously, Mwapi kind of stole the show. Uh, I thought yeah. he, I mean, what can we say? He he came on he was immediately a threat to break down their defense. Mm-hmm. He he had that first one where he was kind of playing with, with Hackshaw, and I think he was kind of setting him up for ultimately what led to the goal. It was almost identical where he... Cato is just not going to do a lot of tricks. He's going yep. to... He might run at you, but he's not going to be doing stepovers and... and, and Faints and trying to get you to lean one way and then go the other way. He's just gonna, you know, play a pa- play a quick one two and blow past you, or he's gonna put mm. in put it back to Joel or put it back to the midfield. He's just a, he's just something different. Whereas Milwaukee is going to just go at you with stepovers and and, and all kind yeah. of stuff. And he was just he was just messing with Hatshaw on that on that wing uh beat him once really well and then put in a cross, I think with his left foot to Zayed, which I think went just over his head. And then yeah. obviously very similarly and this this was all unfolding right in front of me because we decided to go to the other side and yep. and go with Jack's Militia in the second half. So this was all unfolding right in front of me. The goal he he had Hackshaw uh just on his heels completely and and got got Hachter out of the way and chipped the keeper he says he did it on purpose i believe him cuz he I, <laughs> I will say no I'll, i will say i saw him pick his head up to see where the goalkeeper was before making the move that he ultimately chipped chipped the ball and and i thought when he first did it he was just chipping it to the back post and it didn't really acc- dawn on me that it was going to go in until it started dropping so yeah when he first hit it it was just like okay he's just crossing it to the back post Mm -hmm. but it was the way he the way he hit it just makes me think that it was it was on purpose because he didn't try to curl it like you normally would across you know and try to get it to bend away from the keeper he he did the I don't know the it was a different kick it was a different motion yeah where he wasn't trying to bend it and so that's what makes me that's what leads me to believe him uh but it was it was a stunning goal
1: yeah It, it was it was pretty remarkable it was funny though because after the first shot he took which was i think more central in the box it was yeah and he blasted it way over. When yep. when he hit this chance and he had the space, I, I thought I literally said to my group, I said, "Don't shoot it, don't shoot it." Which I guess in a way he may not have shot it, <laughs> but I'll I guess I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. Um,
0: but it was a nice, regardless of what it was, it had a nice touch to it. What did it look uh, like from your side? Like when it when he first kicked it, were you like, "Oh, that's going in," or no. did, or did you have like? is somebody trying to head that in or what like what were you what were you thinking from my angle i i was amazed he did it
1: to begin with um it was the opposite perspective of you so it may not have been a great vantage point but it was remarkable how much it dipped when it did um but it looked like more of a cross than a shot
0: I, i would think um but God, that was a good that was a good goal. Um, I'm pretty sure I blacked out while celebrating.
1: Yeah, that was I,
0: uh, that was like the highest of highs, on the yeah. on the scale of goal celebration, with with the with Jack's militia at least. Yeah, it was I, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I celebrated
1: by chugging my bandito. There um, you go. I, I will be making a gif of that. There is a oh, they gosh. got video of me. Did um, they really? I'm just glad they
0: didn't get video of me. No, because you were just going crazy. Because I don't know what happened. (laughs) Like I'm I'm half joking, but there I'm not totally sure what I did to celebrate. I just know that I screamed a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I will definitely agree
0: with that. That that one that goal
1: felt just about as good as was it
0: Ottawa the the game where Lewis Helton scored really late yes the ottawa ottawa last season when we were really struggling and we got that point okay that was a good that was a fun goal too yeah that was actually uh, pretty similar circumstances just a much a a less lesser opponent in that one i guess than this one because i i yeah i think part of what made this goal so special too is that it was it was against charleston Oh yeah. Like, where do you I mean, rank? Do you, like, do you think this is a important goal for the club in like club history, or do you think this is just like a really great goal, but not not gonna be? It's not gonna be like one of slogic's game winning goals that you remember several years later. You well, know what I mean? That's a really good question. I don't know that it's necessarily a
1: remarkable historical goal. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um. But, I mean, it is the first time we scored against Charleston, and I'm about to try to figure it. out. In a very long time. We had not scored against Charleston. Oh, God. Is that right? 2016. Yeah, August 3rd, 2016.
0: At least it was late in the season, sort of. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, the game before that, we scored three goals. So, I mean, there's that. But, But yeah. No, during this game, I was thinking to myself... That we were going to have to come on this podcast and be like, are we ever going to score against Charleston again, much less are we ever going to get a draw or a win against him again? Like, I was yeah. just, I was like, oh, I'm dreading this. And then that happened and it was magic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I will remember it fondly, I think, just because of the, it felt important at the time. I don't know. I maybe, think it's a maybe it's maybe it's super recency bias, uh, yeah. but it felt important. Uh, I think it's, if we leave that game
1: with a 1-0 loss, after all that, all the tr- all the changes we made, Jeffrey's ch- alternating everything in formation and players and literally, literally using everything we've got, and we don't score a goal there, that's, I, I don't want to go into a Richmond game like that because yeah. we're going to be at r- Richmond again. Which we did, we dominated them last time, but still, still a different game, still going to be a, a new game. Um, th- especially going into a streak where we're going to be playing a lot of games back to back. As far as a confidence booster and a, a morale booster for everybody, um, I think it's huge. Um, I, I <clears throat> it could go a long way to propelling us to continued success this year um yeah i think that's I really a good think... point
0: i think yeah. maybe how that goal is remembered does kind of depend on future results i think that's a good point yeah because if we flame out and don't make the playoffs nobody's going to remember that goal you know other than well that was Matthias' first goal but yeah.
1: yeah it's uh i hope
0: it's one that we get to remember you know at the end of the season and say hey that was a big turning point for the team cuz yeah, you know I tweet, I I said that after, I said after the game I was like <laughs> this was a, a point that we that we didn't really deserve if that's what it felt like No I would
1: I would definitely agree with that. I think that there's is even though Charleston didn't, didn't play great they did everything they needed to like Charleston normally does. I was about to say us. like
0: they do they are so consistent. They do they did what they always do. They yeah. they pressed a little bit early they they attacked a little bit more early they got their goal and then they just sat and they just mm-hmm. waited and then they pounced on loose balls and tried to break on the counter and they they did a couple times they they scared me that one where they had like the, it was almost a one-on-one with Dykstra and and um I'm not Born sure was it Guerra or Wilde was, wild. was it Wild. Pretty sure the one he skied over because no, that's that's not what that's not the one no. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the mm-hmm. one that he hit into the side netting. I can't remember if that was Gara oh. or. I'm pretty sure that was Wild. Gara didn't have a shot. Okay, that's another well thing then, I just noticed
1: too. so it couldn't well, have been Gara. Gara.
0: It must have been Wild um, then. I'm pretty sure. I don't. It was I don't think it was Higashi again. Um, it could have. It could have been. It could it could have have been, been. He only had one shot on target, which was the goal, of course. Well, that one would not have been a shot on target because it didn't technically be; it wasn't technically on frame.
1: Well, he, well, I misspoke. He had just the one goal or one shot total. Oh,
0: okay, must have been so wild then.
1: These stats make no sense. <laughs> he had another shot. This is impossible. Okay, Mueller had a shot, but it obviously wasn't him. Okay, this makes a little bit more sense. Okay, yeah, it must have been Gordon Wild. Um, but uh. But yeah, I, I think as far as a player that really stood out to me, um, Jake Ehrman played really good. Yeah. He came in and played really, really well. Uh, he, he provided a connection between the, the back line to Herrera and the different players up front. Yeah, that he, was really good. His, he, I think I said this early on. He he looked like he almost was
0: filling in a Lewis Hilton role. Um, he was very central when he, which is, was surprising to me because usually mm-hmm. when he comes on, he's hugging that left side pretty well. But usually when he comes on, he comes on at left back for Sam Vines. So th- yep. so this was a little different. He came on for uh, came on for Alex, so he was. Mm-hmm he did basically what Alex does just instead of cutting in onto his right foot. He's, he's left footed, I believe. Uh, he completed all 15 of his passes, which something in 15 minutes. That's, that's pretty decent. I mean, I don't, I don't remember any of them being particularly like outstanding, but it's harder for me to see those from my vantage point. You know, you, you see them a lot better when they unfold unfold in front of you i mm. do wish we had seats behind the goal because i feel like you can see the game a lot better from behind the goal but maybe that's a grass is greener on the other side thing i don't know
1: potentially i've i've always thought that you would see more maybe things play out but i i still like a central it's but central as possible view of the game because you get more depth i suppose maybe not depth i don't know yeah, the but, best um, the
0: best seats in the house might be the new ones though. Just based yeah. on based on the pictures at least. Uh yeah,
1: they, and it, I don't want to complain but I will. <laughs> there's so many people walking around during the game. There's so many people. That's
0: one of the reasons we moved.
1: Oh my god. That that's the I only downside
0: to having a great attendance night is that yeah. there's so many more people and we're both of us in our normal seats were too low. <laughs> So that yeah. if somebody walks in front of us, they block they block our view of the game. I literally missed Charleston's goal because yeah, of it. you told me
1: about that. And yeah. at some point, it was early on, so it didn't make a big difference. But there was a gentleman that couldn't find a seat and just stopped right in front of everybody. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to tell him to move, but um, oh, another funny thing that happened to the, at the game was I definitely scared the hell out of Dykstra's little boys, um, <laughs> constantly. Did I not tell you about this? No. So,
0: oh my so goodness. I, what yeah, did you do? I didn't do? realize
1: it, um, it was just the normal yelling that, that I do. I didn't realize it until halftime, um, but there was two ladies and, and I guess two or three children that were, uh we at the game. Maybe just been the two, but um, they uh, they were they were sitting right in the VIP section, and one of the kids just kept looking at me whenever I said anything, whenever I yelled or screamed or whatever. <laughs> and then at half, they they specifically like cheered for Dykstra, and I was like, oh.
0: But yeah, it, it was it was pretty entertaining. Um, well, hopefully you didn't yeah. say anything bad about no. Dykstra at that point. Didn't say anything bad about Dykstra, thank God. Um To so be fair, we haven't said anything about about Dykstra in several weeks now. We're we're yes. both we've both pretty much turned the corner on him.
1: Yes. I I am very much pro Dykstra at this point. I am a, a fan of his. I would I would
0: well, we I would were always fans. Say... We were
1: just like confused.
0: He he was not playing very well for a while there.
1: Yes he he had he had his bumps, but I think he's securely uh rooted himself and and figured out his his play style in accordance to how we play i suppose yeah but uh yeah, yeah. overall,
0: I think getting a point there is huge uh, like mm-hmm. you said it's it's huge for morale it's huge for obviously the standings. We were able to stay in the playoff positions. I think we dropped to fourth or fifth though yeah uh, i think nashville's victory we're fifth now yeah but i'm not going to complain about that yeah because i'm okay with it yeah because uh, um, of who it was against yeah
1: yeah we are fifth now um we are but we're one point below them so oh man it's real still congested cool. still well we're we're still only eight points below cincinnati but forget them they
0: they're good but yeah and like eight points below us is like last place so that's true it's It's very congested if you if you want to see the difference between the western conference and the eastern conference just look at the two tables and compare uh where the like where the top four teams are points wise i think the western conference teams are like three or four points ahead of all of the eastern conference teams one through four just because yeah. the bottom of the West is a cupcake. Mm-hmm. Although, shout-out to OKC. Uh, Callum Ross and Jaime Siach both scored in their win. Uh, they have been yep. struggling, but they have won two in a row. And Jaime has Jaime scored a goal in each of those wins. So it seems mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe Ross and Siach are really putting their stamp on their club, their new club. So good for them.
1: That's what it seems like. It's uh it's always fun when you see that. It's
0: Yeah It's unfortunate I, because I don't have any a, ill will against most players that have left us. Yeah. I I don't I couldn't say. Oh, and Brian Brown scored. I almost forgot about that. Oh yeah. He, I did well. see that actually. Scored yeah. a penalty, right? It was. It was a penalty. Um which still is, kind of counts. Is he still in Reno? He is still in Reno. Probably yeah. getting a lot more playing time now that Dane Kelly's gone. Yeah, I think
1: he's their main striker at this point. I haven't kept track of it too much, but I would good for him. Just say he's uh, he's their main striker. Speaking, speaking, anything else.
0: Oh, I was yep. just gonna say I was gonna transition us. I had a really good transition, so let me do it. Oh no, transition. So speaking of former independence <laughs> players, there was a former independence player in attendance, in Enzo Martinez, and we have a listener question about Enzo Martinez. Mm. Richard asks. Uh, just how awesome is Enzo Martinez? Pretty, pretty damn awesome. I yeah. know he was out there smiling and taking pictures and signing autographs for everybody. Uh, obviously, he was going to do that because he's a, he's a great guy, a great human being, great soccer player, all of the above. Uh, it was really great to see him. He was just he just seemed very. I don't know. He seemed really happy, which is, which is great. Uh, he felt like he was at home. Yeah, it it did feel like that. It was a little bit of a homecoming. Yeah. Uh, And it was just, it was cool to see everybody take, you know, line up to get stuff signed and take their picture. Uh, I regrettably forgot to get anything to get him to sign. Uh, Felt really stupid, (laughs) but (laughs) I had planned on, uh, just bringing like a piece of paper and having him sign it. And then later putting it in a frame along with the photo that I took that that became the t-shirt and all that. Uh, yeah. but completely forgot to bring the paper. And so I didn't have anything at the moment. And I was just like, well, Oh, well, <laughs> yep. So it felt like to miss opportunity there.
1: Well, the good thing that I learned is that he is a friend of the podcast which we're now officially stamping. He said that he liked the podcast when I met him, so Yes. Yes. That's awesome. He may never he may not have ever been on
0: the podcast, but he still likes it. That's great news. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh there validation. is a second part. Yes, validation. There is a second part to this question. So I'm, let me get to it. Uh oh, it yes, says, yes. If he could have played for Charlotte last night, would you have started him and whose spot would he take? I'm going Anyone's to say up. yes I would have started him and I would have put him in in instead of uh Fosser I would have put him there. I may not have I don't think I would have agree. taken Vosser out necessarily. I think I would have gone with a midfield of uh kivon George, Kai Vosser and Enzo.
1: Yep. I would I would 100% agree with that uh that uh that option. I've been. Th-
0: um, I, I've actually thought about that a little bit just because I, somebody else kind of asked, just in a conversation, like, where do you think we would be if we had Enzo? And so I, I was kind of already thinking about that. I don't know where we would be. It's hard to say because yeah. I feel like he that, yeah. easily slots into that Jorge Herrera position, but then do you move Jorge into to the bench as a super sub or what? It's, yeah. you know, not not something we needed to get into uh yeah where would you have if or would you have started him and would you, which I, person's spot would you put him in absolutely i would have done the
1: exact same thing you would have done yeah swapped out bosser for watson and um swapped watson out for for enzo um i i miss him desperately but i'm still very happy for him
0: yeah i i um, agree with
1: that yeah if uh if the Rapids ever want to send him down for a loan, um, I don't think so. I think he's played like playoffs. every
0: every game for them except for one, or I think, and he was like injured or something. All, so. all I'm saying is we just need five games. So he's <laughs> a NFL, and then that's true. We'll
1: get him ready for next year. That's all. That's all we need.
0: Yeah, they're in a rebuilding year, anyways. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll take good care of him. And uh, we will we'll make his If nothing else we will make his stock higher So that you can I don't know
0: sell him off or something I don't know I want Enzo back That's, all, that's what I'm trying to get at <laughs> yeah uh, And then we have a handful of questions From Wade Brazell uh, yes. The first one is uh, It seemed like the commentators On the stream bashed Donnie a couple of times What did y'all think about his performance? Go ahead. I thought
1: it was good. I I've given up on trying to um, give any credit to USL announcers, and the little bit I listened to when I was looking for my celebration um, selfishly. <laughs> now that I say, think that out loud. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the announcers from like the beginning of the year, which had nothing but bad things to say about us. Like they were the ones that basically said, oh. They got lucky and beat Ottawa 4-1 or like didn't deserve to beat them or whatever. Um, so poo-poo on you, USO announcers. Donnie Smith is one of our own. He's one of our own. Donnie <laughs> Smith is one of our own. And I will stand by him. He was great.
0: I Yeah, I thought he was solid. Um, I was, there were obviously moments where you were like, okay, his touch is a little off. That he took a heavy touch there. That pass was a little misplaced. Uh, but I know there was one moment late in the game uh, where Charleston was on a break and Donnie sprinted back. He was, you know, we were we were pushed way up the field because we were trying for that goal. I don't remember if this was after Mwapi's goal or before, but he made a long busting run to get back on defense on defense and caused a misplayed pass uh to kill charleston's counter attack and it was just like okay that's something that sam vines is sam vines is willing to do that run but he's not yeah. able to do that run you know what i mean like he's not as he's not mm-hmm. as fast he's not as as strong defensively uh yep. To get, to get to get back into that position, right? He's not as experienced. Mm-hmm. Like if, and plus he, to you know, he he would not be in that position probably anyways. He wouldn't probably not be pushed that high up the field and get caught like that. You know, not normally normally he plays a little deeper than than Donnie probably does. Absolutely. Uh, but no, it was that was great to see because then <clears> it <throat> it was like okay, he's fit. They're not just playing him out of desperation or anything. Like he can, because he this was late in the game and he made a, a full sprint and and didn't pull up or anything like that. So I I will like I would say I would like to see him back on set piece duty because I think he is very dangerous in that uh, aspect of the game. But no, I don't know what they're talking about uh, bashing him because I I thought he had a good game. Get out of here with that mess. Yeah. So next question is: <laughs> Speaking of Dykstra, when will Dykstra stop conceding stupid goals that he should easily save? I
1: I would disagree with that honestly. Um,
0: I will. I, 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 I think so too.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was a situation that he couldn't have saved it, but I don't. The defense put him in a really bad position
0: yeah that's exactly right i think he did everything he could have done in that to stop that goal because the runner was not picked up so his only chance to save that is to come off his line and beat the player to the to the pass and he didn't beat him to the pass uh and yeah he could have came off his line a little bit quicker i'll say that yeah but But if he comes off his line any quicker and then the and then the I don't know. I, I feel like that's a catch 22 because he, he in to like in his defense uh I forget if it was Bilal or or who was there was somebody right in front of the ball. They just passed mm. it through their legs. Like that's not yeah, something that's, that should happen at this one. level. Yeah. You got to you got you got to close down with control and not allow them to pass it through your legs at the at top of the 18 yard box. Uh, but no, I thought he did everything he could have done. It was unfortunate that it went through his legs and probably looked a lot worse than it was Uh, because I know that always makes it look worse when it goes through the keeper's legs, Uh, but I think he did everything he could in that situation. I don't think he's given up a a bad goal in quite a while, to be honest.
1: I don't think he's really been at fault for a goal since
0: maybe NCFC. Let's stretch him back a while. But. That game didn't happen. Sorry, I don't recall. <laughs> Who? What's that? Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, I will stand by him. If there was a Andrew D- Andrew Dykstra fan club, I would be the president.
0: I'll wow. say that.
1: I I'm a All big right. fan. of I I feel very confident in his goalkeeping at this point.
0: I feel like the Andrew Dykstra fan club is just where you go and drink beer that he's made with him and just Um, just, let him tell you about the brewing process or something we need to we need to do that we should sponsor that event yeah Dijkstra's Dijkstra's beer Beer club Club, sponsored by Talking Jacks there you go let's let's pitch let's pitch that idea to the independents if anybody from the Charlotte Independence organization is listening have your people call our people just email us (laughs) Uh, and to correct it, our people are us. Yes, that's us. TalkingJack.gmail.com If anyone else yes. is interested in getting in on this sponsorship while you can, email us. gmail.com. <laughs> All right, next question from Wade. is: uh, yes. I've noticed that Alex's hair dye this is a great question. I've noticed that Alex's <laughs> hair dye is fading away, and his attitude is picking back up to a more traditional Alex. Does he need to re-dye his hair uh, I would say, yeah, he probably needs to get a little touch up. It, yeah, especially now, now that uh, the World Cup started, maybe uh, he's a little more stressed out because Uruguay was playing a tough game. Uh, and I know he's a big Messi fan, and Messi had a tough day. Uh, was that Saturday or Friday? I don't know what day. I can't remember what day that was now. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. So so Alex yeah. is probably a little bit on edge because of that anyway. So maybe just get the hair touched up uh and just get back to connecting passes and and being a little more chill a little more mellow yeah what do you think or do you think he's just let it go no I think this was his it was
1: far more aggressive of a game that he's had in a while he definitely had a two legged tackle or like one of his like dive towards the ball or fall type things and i gasped um it was not towards a player thank god but it's still like it still made me scared um, yeah i noticed
0: he was getting I a little frustrated think, on the field i think part I think of it he was he was frustrated with himself fouled. but i'm sorry go ahead i think he was getting
1: fouled a lot today or yesterday too um which i mean i guess you're correct the referee was kind of letting things go but I do think he was getting. He people were using their hands against him a lot, um, but
0: dye your hair just a little bit more, Alex. I, I will agree with that. I think more people on the team should dye their hair. I'm still on that. I'm still on this. We have seen it has it has given us results. If more guys right. on the team want to dye their hair, I think they should. I'm okay with it.
1: Team sponsored hair dyeing. We could do it at Jack's house. There you go. And there you go.
0: Retail store, bar, and salon. Yeah. We did get another uh, question that wasn't a question. That was just, um, let me just say, if you're going to criticize the team, at least do it a little bit nicely. <laughs> and also, don't be wrong. Yeah. And also put it in the form of a question so that we can talk about it cuz now we can't talk about this one tweet that we got cuz it's not a question. It's just a statement. Yeah. And I don't want to uh broadcast it because I com- vehemently disagree with it. So we're just that's that's all we're going to say about that. Uh <laughs> we and now we have uh the two questions that Charles asked uh for the last episode. They're more yes. big picture, so we're going to address them now. Um, first question is do you think we have a problem playing against younger teams two draws to a not so good atlanta team thumped by new york red bulls too and a loss to the pdl team in the open cup yes we beat toronto twice but come on they're awful (laughs) so ben what do you think i forgot about the last part of that question (laughs) yeah Um,
1: i will in a way i don't think it's a A reason to be concerned, necessarily. Um, I don't think... I think if that first Atlanta game, if we play them at home later in the season, they don't draw against us. Um, And the baseball field had a a very... not Not even that it was a baseball field. The fact that it was a terrible pitch had a major contributing factor in that one. Um... The New York Red Bulls have, have thumped very good teams this year. Um, so that being said, I don't think it's a major concern. I think it's more about uh, the Red Bulls' play style compared to their youth necessarily. Um, yeah, that's how I'll answer that question.
0: Okay. I, th- I think... I think you're both a little bit right. I think maybe the Atlanta, the first Atlanta loss, I, I think, uh, or not loss, excuse me, the first Atlanta draw was just not our best night, like you said. And and both goals were kind of fluky, like uh, yeah. we that one took a week. Like you said, it just was not, it, yeah. you almost have to throw that one out. I, I think... The reason we struggled so much against them this second time around is is partly due to the field, but I mean they had to play on the same field, so yes, they uh, yes that we played better in the first half, they played better in the second half, but we looked seriously fatigued in the second half. After we gave up the the goal, we were lucky to get out of there with a the draw. Because we looked exhausted, we couldn't. We 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 were really struggling to kill that game off. Uh, I think part of that is because we got romped by New York Rebels too, just three days prior or four days prior, whatever it was. Which yeah. in that game, our age I think showed a little bit. I think our, our we had some heavy legs, so. I, I think it's just a case of we have to manage some of our our minutes, especially in this stretch where we have like seven games in the month of June or eight games or something crazy like that. It, it's it's a lot of games in this in this stretch, and we have some very old players at important positions. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't even want to know what our average age was in new york or even in atlanta like our average age of the squad was was pretty probably pretty high yeah even last night yeah i we just have a more seasoned roster uh we always have had experienced players but when you have I think three guys over the age of three or four guys over the age of thirty-four, and then I mean, more than that over thirty-two. Sometimes yeah. it's going to show when you're playing against teams that have sixteen to twenty-two year olds. That, that is, there is a gap there in, in in age and energy and stamina. Like that's 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 reality. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it will be a long-term problem it's just something to watch for when we do play new york red bulls two again because they're the only young really young team we have left yeah because we've already played atlanta twice we've already played toronto twice um bethlehem could be younger too. yeah that's uh, true bethlehem yeah. is going to skew a little younger but to be honest they don't I, I wouldn't put them at the same level this year unless they are going to loan down half of the guys who are starting for Philadelphia like they sometimes do. Oh well, um, they did
1: it against Charleston. So Right.
0: It just kind of Never depends met. on when the when the week falls. But they're using so many of those guys who played in Bethlehem last season at, with the with the main squad in MLS this year that it's a little bit different, I think.
1: That's fair.
0: Uh, but I it's a trend um, it just kind of depends on the situation, really. If if we're coming off of a short week and we have to play two of these teams in the same week again, then I think it's going to show. But yeah. if it's just a one-off and we're not on a short week, then, then maybe it won't be a big deal. I, it's hard to say, too, because age is obviously not everything. But it, I think it does make... A difference. It's a factor. Yeah. So, last question of the episode: Are we overperforming right now in the standings? We've only played against four game, or we've pl- only played four games against teams in the top half of the East. Five now, um, and of the four, we of the five, we've won once. That's still true. Um, what do you think? Do you think we're overperforming? We kind of addressed this a few weeks ago when Jason asked us if we were in a false position, but we can talk about it again. Briefly, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think if you
1: <clears throat> if you look at the people that are in the playoffs, I hundred percent think we're a playoff team. Hundred percent. I I would be astounded if we don't make the playoffs at this point, unless something changes. Um, I think indie 11 i haven't seen very much of but i don't think they're very consistent i wouldn't think they haven't really beaten anybody that i can recall of a major note yeah um so i think we're still a little bit about above them or around them which we are where we've got a point more than them but i guess they do have a game in hand now that i actually look at that
0: yeah that's another thing that's always going to be a little crazy is teams have games in hand left and right all up and yeah. down the schedule, it's just not consistent because the schedule's not balanced and all that. But I, yeah. yeah, I I kind of agree with that. If you if you go look at everybody else's resume, so to speak, everybody's probably got a win that you are impressed by, and everybody's got a loss that you're like, what the hell? So yeah. it, it's it's that way. And this it's just it's just that it's still kind of early, and the the USL schedule is a little weird you've got some teams who have already played you've already played twice like we've already played toronto ottawa twice we're about to play richmond maybe. for the second time we've played atlanta twice already in the first half of the season and that's a little mm-hmm. weird uh yeah so it's it it may be maybe we are overperforming but i don't think we're the only ones if that makes yeah. sense yeah i st-
1: I don't know that Nashville's I would be surprised if Nashville finishes 4th. Oh really? I'll say that. Okay. I think they're obviously on a hot streak. They are now the Yeah, cuz the Courage lost so they're officially America.
0: the hottest team in North America, but, yeah.
1: I mean I don't know. I I I still think think they still got a ton of talent, but um I don't know. I I would be
0: kind of surprised if they finish 4th. Okay. Um I think I haven't seen enough of them to judge I, I it seems like they, they remind me of Rochester a little bit. May maybe yeah. a little more attacking. I think the biggest thing
1: they but, have is depth. The fact that they're key, they have Verpapa Mensa coming off the bench and yeah. he scored like five goals in super limited time. <sighs> It's deadly. And Matt Pickens is stupid good. Yeah. If, if you get a chance, go and look at those highlights for Nashville and NCFC. Because, I mean, it was a 1-0 victory for Nashville. I mean, I saw the only
0: highlight me. I needed to see, which was the goal <laughs> that gave them the, the victory. Yes. And a loss
1: for NCFC. Yes. Um, just in case anyone was curious. Um, <laughs> but I, I would even venture to say the, that the top eight right now,
0: are probably going to be the top eight at the end of the season just in a different order let me look at the, yeah because that seems like a I'm hot not,
1: take i'm not i'm not going to bet anything in at this point because the rowdies are probably going to get their stuff together are the rowdies wow.
0: currently out of the playoff race the rowdies are 10th oh pff. yeah They've they're out of the playoff the race by two points with a game in hand that's true yeah okay no, but, I, I, I disagree with you. I don't think that's going to be the playoff picture at all. Really? Who do you, so you? I'm assuming you're thinking... Uh, Tampa's going to be in the playoffs. I am willing to bet on that.
1: I don't know, man. So you're swapping the Rowdies for New York Rebels, I'm assuming.
0: No, not necessarily. I don't know who's going to fall out. Yeah. Could be us. You know? Like, it's so congested... We are only three points clear of the playoff line, at the moment. Yeah, Bethlehem still is in ninth place with 19 points, and we are at 22. Or we're four points clear. Excuse me. It's probably going to come down. I was looking thing at the that last line.
1: year. where it's going to come down to who we're playing at the end of the season. If I if I had to make a really easy guess, which is not that great for us, because we play ncfc the rowdies pen fc which whatever and
0: oh oh, whoa 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 excuse me (laughs) pen fc drew louisville (laughs) in louisville so let's not get too hasty here yeah that's true i know that they were bad to start the year but it seems like they've turned a corner because they're right up there too they're at 18 points same as the rowdies yeah i i I think ottawa could even make a run and, and get into the playoffs I don't they're know. only four, I think, they're only four points off the playoffs right now with a game and in a game, game. In yeah. And this and as good as they've been defensively lately, except for when they played North Carolina FC, also, which was a, seemed out of nowhere. What whatever, gave up four goals is, after not giving up a goal for six field. games. And I but I think this happened last year. How in the hell has Louisville only played twelve games? Probably because they share their stadium with a baseball team, and it's also baseball season. And they had that one game; uh, po- they, uh, they can't Postpone, not- they got- postponed it. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's still. I swear that this point of the season last year, they had played very few games. Hmm. It's. I'm
0: sure it's a schedule thing. U.S.L.
1: I, U.S.L. You're up to something. Conspiracy theory.
0: Why would that be a conspiracy? That wouldn't help Louisville
1: they've had more rest
0: yeah well that they're gonna be i mean like last year they had to play a bunch of games right before the playoffs so that would that could hurt them more than it's going to help them i'd rather be more rested at the end of the season than at the beginning yeah that's fair i guess that, that's a fair point yeah get your tin I, tin foil hat off i there's something going on with louisville i don't like it there's something in the water i yeah, don't know i I think th- I think we're going to see a lot of shuffling in the table as the season goes on. I I wouldn't count I wouldn't count really anybody out in the in the playoffs except for maybe Atlanta, maybe Richmond and maybe North Carolina at this point.
1: Really, you go as far as to say four teams are not going to make the playoffs right now being those four. <sighs>
0: I'm not. I, I said I'm not quite ready to say Richmond in North Carolina. I can officially okay, okay. say Toronto and Atlanta are not making the playoffs. I think that <laughs> yeah, if 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 Richmond and North Carolina don't make a run by the end of June, if they're not winning games and picking up points, then I then I think we can cross them off the list too. That's fair. I uh, I can agree with that. because um, everybody's in the same situation. Everybody's going to be playing these. Uh, saturday wednesday saturday schedules for the next couple months uh so w- i think we'll really start to see movement and in w- the just the packs will might separate i don't know it could i think this playoff race could be crazy i mean we thought it was crazy last year but i think the last couple weeks of the season could be nuts this year i think they will so um but before we
1: go too far there down usl show rabbit hole
0: um anything else you'd like to add about this week or nope if you want me to talk anything else about the usl you gotta pay me
1: there you go <laughs> you know where my dms are evan valella
0: <laughs> does he listen to the show
1: i don't know that i he know does. you guys are
0: friends i don't i don't know that he does okay well, we'll uh, if, if you guys know who evan valella is he'll probably be on the show and soon to talk about yes. the Bethlehem game uh, mm-hmm. and if you don't know who that is you'll find out in a couple of weeks or maybe less than that I think we play them next Saturday we I do know.
1: play them next Saturday or yep.
0: Saturday after next it depends on when you're listening to this I guess very true so yeah that wraps it up uh, thank you to everybody uh, Charles, Wade and Richard for your questions uh, Yes. if you have more questions if you have more uh, event ideas slide into those dms hit us up on email uh you know where to find us Ben is the one with the beard I'm the one yes. with the hair <laughs> those are our defining features that that is what it is although I guess you're also the one with the hair yeah you have you have my beard is is getting very nice so I'm it's... telling you, you you and Enzo had it was like two beard models right there in that photo it <laughs> so yeah it,
1: it was a moment i was i was mildly <laughs> starstruck by him and his beard
0: if you would like to be mildly starstruck by ben's beard slide <laughs> into our dms <laughs>
1: there you are
0: folks we hope you have a great week uh no game this wednesday am i right Or do we have a game this Wednesday?
1: That is correct. We have a next Wednesday home game against the Rowdies.
0: Okay, that's right. So the next game is Richmond Kickers at City Stadium. Uh, I don't think we're going to do a Talking Jacks Extra because it's so soon since we played Richmond. Uh, That was only two weeks ago, I believe, that we played them. And I feel like there's not going to be anything new to talk about. So we're just not Mm going to do a Talking Jacks Extra this week. If you really miss it, you can go back and listen to the one that we recorded uh, two weeks ago, and it'll probably still be relevant. Probably. So. Safe to assume that. We're going to see probably Dane Kelly. We're going to see our, our old pal Austin Yearwood. Austin. And uh, hopefully we're going to pick up another three points. We always play well against Richmond, so I think it's safe to say we've got a good chance. So, with that being said, we won't talk to you guys again until next week. So, if you miss us, slide into the DMs. Come on, you jacks.